Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about SEO audit, how you can get high results by checking your website because we have so many mistakes and it's better to fix them to get high results. And SEO audit is not only about technical errors. We can touch many other topics and I'm excited to discuss this topic with Emmanuel. How are you? Hi, Anatoly, and hi to your followers. I am fine. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's a big pleasure to meet you again. I remember that you shared a lot of value with my audience in the first time. Before we start, remind about your self-experience background. And I know that you are going to launch an SEO course. I want to know more about that. <laughs> Thank you so much. So my name is Emmanuel Petrescu, Emmanuel P. I'm an uh, SEO uh, campaign manager. I've been working in digital marketing for the past 10 years. I like to say two or three years, but it has been 10 years, so I'm getting old. <laughs> uh, for the past three or four years, I focused exclusively on SEO, but I help and consult on many aspects as well as social media, email marketing, content creation, and so on. And uh, for the past six months to a year, I've been focusing a lot on SEO audits, uh, where I try to build my expertise. I like to think that I did. And uh, also, I want to share some of the knowledge and um, things that I found through a course. Uh, I don't have any, anything uh, ready yet. It's just the um, curriculum laid out already, and I did make some progress. And hopefully, by the end of the year, we'll have a uh, we'll have it ready for uh, to view and to access. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice. Okay, cool. Uh, you know, I think we have a bunch of ICO course. Can you tell uh, uh, what kind of value can we get from your course? You know, uh, because, you know, uh, yeah, uh, if you search on Google, you can find many courses. Some of them are recognizable from branding, SEMrush, Ahrefs, many other uh, brands. Uh, can you tell what is the main difference if the audience will buy your course? What kind of value they can get? Uh, sure. Thank you for that questions. As you said, if we search for SEO audits, uh, courses, templates, we'll find at least a million of <laughs> templates and so on. Mm -hmm. uh, the difference is that we're gonna I'm gonna show a hands-on uh, audit of how to audit a website, mm -hmm. and we are going to focus on most the most important metrics and uh, what an SEO audit can bring to the client. What kind of value? can it bring to the client in order to make those tweaks and those changes and you'll be able to learn to make those recommendations so that your client's business will grow. That's a long story. Most of the other courses, are, and as you said, they are great courses, but most of them focus uh, and talk very general, broad theory and so on. And I would like to, you know, get my hands dirty on actually auditing a website, a website that reflects most of the businesses because small and mid-sized uh, businesses don't have, a, for example, millions of pages or uh, other types of content that you need to focus on. You know, just probably most websites have uh, 100 to 200 pages, right? The uh, small and mid-sized uh, businesses websites that actually produce and are the uh, backbone of the economy. So we're going to focus more on uh, what can, uh, after that course, what value can you bring to your clients through an SEO audit that works. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, let's talk about uh, an SEO audit because, you know, I think it's very important to know how to fix your website. Uh, can you tell where to start? For example, I have a website uh, and something is wrong. I don't know what's going on. Can you tell uh, where? what is the first step to analyze my website? I have a saying. I like to be audited, said no one ever. Even if it's financial or marketing or SEO, uh, the word audit doesn't uh, sound so appealing. And again, on web uh seo audit doesn't apply to all the websites nevertheless everything starts with a good thorough uh review of where we are and an audit can bring that up technical content uh, and overall the user experience in terms of um you know all the not just the technical aspects but the user experience overall so um these things might be brought up through an audit, not just the website, but overall how Google sees you, your brand, your company on uh, on the search results, because we know um, uh, branding is important. Local SEO is important as well. So all of these are also factors that we should take into consideration, especially for a small to medium sized business that actually operates somewhere local. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't avoid one question because I, I can see on your background so many books. Can you tell why you have so many books and what is your favorite? Uh, thank you so much for that question. Well, I like to read. I spend a lot of time reading and uh, there's not just one favorite book, but uh, I recently be in, been impressed by rereading Dune. Dune mm -hmm. is a very famous sci-fi novel. And it's actually the first book I've read in English. I was somewhere in high school. I'm from East mm -hmm. Europe. So it's one of the first book I've read in English. And I've recently seen the movie, the new 2021 movie. And I said to myself, okay, let me reread the book. I don't usually spend much time rereading books, but this one was an amazing experience. Uh, and I've uh, realized how much it influenced my life and also the uh, what we're consuming, uh, TV, movies, series, and so on, how much it influenced. So I highly recommend reading or rereading Dune, even if you are not a, a teenager as you were when you first read it, or most people. Okay, nice. If you have the link to this book, uh, share on sure. this private chat. I'll share with the audience. Guys, you can find all this link. Uh, in the description below and uh, I have the question about uh, website audit you know we have many different types of errors technical errors content uh, probably errors you know uh, link building errors many things uh, can you tell on site, uh, so on yes yeah uh, share more about uh, website audit even X user experience audit uh, where to start from technical errors, UX errors, or analyzing your uh, backlinks compared to competitors, uh, yeah, just from your perspective. Uh, I'll first start by saying that uh, your website doesn't need necessarily to include errors uh, to be uh, audited or a, to do an audit. Uh, the content audit is as equally as important. Uh, as we know, meta description, uh, title tags, H1s, and content overall, uh, is that's always a good opportunity to work on them and improve them and change them and tweak them and to experiment mm -hmm. in terms of technical uh, aspects there are certain types that you need to do one thing one time you find the error you fix it something is blocked in the robots file or the sitemap has a uh, I don't know what kind of issues. I can't think of anything at the moment but you know all those things so once you fix that we can move on but if the 
every business and every website is uh, uh, very specific. So there might be mm -hmm. a widget that is creating some errors. There might be a conflict between uh, some form of plugins or a form that the clients really wants it there, right? So all these things can, um, you can help visualize the uh, overall, uh, I like to call it a holistic approach. And mm -hmm. from that, you can extract and conclude what actions you could uh, specifically take to improve overall the performance of the website. Because, of course, we all know and we heard about page speed, about uh, all those things as well. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, uh, you mentioned about page speed. I'm interested more about that because, you know, uh, when I check out any page on page speed, I can see a bunch of errors. 100 errors and i don't know what to fix uh, especially if you have limited resources uh, and uh, on wordpress it's much simpler for but we, if we are talking about uh, shopify uh, wix or any other uh, crms it's hard can you tell how to find critical errors that you are must uh, to fix must fix or uh anything else related with that because you know um i, I want to clarify uh, why i'm asking about that because i had a client and uh, when i asked him what he uh, did it for for a week and he replied to me you know i fixed some technical errors uh, uh, i submitted alt text for the pages about us contact and something like this i told him why uh, are you doing this? You know, we have many other things more critical that we need to fix. Uh, and uh, we're not going to rank uh, contact <laughs> or uh, a page about us on, um, on Google. These pages are important just to build more trust, you know, or to communicate with mm -hmm. your customers. Yeah. Uh, can you tell about critical errors? Because when you can see a lot of errors, you don't know what to do and where to start. Prioritization is important, right? And mm -hmm. you said uh, not sometimes you all uh, have limited resources. All the time you have limited resources, you'll always mm -hmm. have them, right? Well, out of all those million templates that you'll find, many of them are good. And it's always recommended to work with a template. Based on that template, based on your needs, based on your clients, and once you develop the experience, you can start tweaking that uh, template. So let's start from something to understand what's common or uh, to highlight what you should focus on and even try to grade stuff right let's say you have 10 errors out of all these 10 errors what's the what can be the most impactful one or two right and choose from them this uh, this is why it's important to have i'm not saying to be a developer that to have at least knowledge of uh, how a server operates right uh location cdns uh, god knows they create so many issues shopify we all know and they create like all these URLs uh, and duplicate a lot of stuff, but also they canonicalize uh, some of the pages, right? So you'll need to be aware of all those things. So having a template can help you, you know, uh, keep in track and don't get distracted. And also by having a grading system, you will be able to determine which is the most impactful action you could take right now. Uh, as you said, about us, contact page, those are important. Those create a good user experience. And I always recommend people enhance your about page as much as you can to develop the relationship with Google, but also with the user. But uh, those, again, technical as in page speed are important. Once you start doing a couple of them, or if you are familiar with the platform, WordPress, Shopify, uh, Squarespace and so on, you kind of like know also that they have certain problems that tend to repeat, you know, or let's say uh, 
out of 10 websites that you audit on WordPress, eight of them have the same theme, right? That by default creates this error. So you kind of like develop a sense of where it's going or what you could do right now to simply uh, make a an impact on your clients or on the website that you're working on. And I think we all been there when a website was pushed live and through your expertise, you discovered that it had the no index tag uh, checked. So you, by simply mm -hmm. removing that in a couple, matter of even days or weeks, you start seeing some improvement in terms of organic traffic, right? So similar to that, similar to those things that you have developed through experience, you get a sense of what's working and uh, where you should focus your attention on from the start. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I have the question about uh, uh, critical errors that web developers can't fix. Do we need to fix them if we can't? Uh, I mean, like, okay, uh, we have two options to find uh, other web developers or skip it, forget. Because, you know, for example, when I check out websites in the top 10, I can see many of them have these uh, technical errors. They can't fix them, but they rank well, you know, they have this traffic. What do you think? Uh, it's better to search for web developers who uh, no magician, you know, <laughs> can fix everything or uh, just skip it and pay attention to other uh, critical errors. When you mentioned the word critical, that sounds uh, very important. So I wouldn't completely skip them as well. Obviously, I, I don't see um, the fact that, for example, the page speed score is low being a mm -hmm. detrimental factor in ranking, right? Google will always try to show their users the best result possible. And that can mean many things, you know? And obviously, if your website provides that answer and it's also fast, you have a higher chance of ranking above your competitors, but that's not just the only thing. Um, I like, you know, there's a synergy when between people, between departments, you know, and you need to always strive to work with the best. That's my approach, right? So I always try to reach out to find people to help them, even a, a developer, developer, we all have worked with developers, so they have many talents, but they don't see it through an SEO perspective, right? A developer will say, write a function for each uh, action. If you have 10,000 actions on a page, then you need to write 10,000 function, uh, functions. But an SEO will say, okay, try to comp comprise all that code into uh, less lines so that we don't blow the, the page with lots of content and so on. I believe mm -hmm. that uh, there can be communications, can, uh, an efficient communication between even some current developers who may not be aware. And also it's our SEO. SEO, so it's our responsibility to understand that the developer is a developer and sees everything to a developer's eyes. So everything uh, meets at the middle, right? There needs to be a balance. But there, I wouldn't exclude uh, the so-called critical, critical errors at all. But a page mm -hmm. speed uh, a score being lower than, uh, than, you, than uh, the medium or recommended, uh, I will probably uh, uh, try to focus if there's opportunity to improve the content, I'll probably focus on that before getting to the technical stuff, if that makes sense. And also, I think what you try to address now with the question is uh, all those errors that we see from the tools that we put in the URL and all the bells and whistles and the alarms going red start to see that we have all those things, you know? But again, we need to take everything with a grain of salt and the experience you have will be detrimental in judging what actions you need to take again to better serve your client.
Mm-hmm. Well explained. Love it. Uh, okay. Uh, tell me how is important green line when I can see this green line uh, on page speed size. Do we need to have this green line? You know, some people are crazy about that. They want to get a hundred percent. You know, uh, please give me a hundred percent. What? <laughs> no, it's it's hard. You know, a hundred percent. That means you need to have only text on your page without any yeah. multimedia, with any blocks. You know, it's hard, but uh, not, yeah. Not even that. Not even that, because, you know, mm-hmm. all the aspects, right, play factor, the server is important. I mean, I'm uh, amazed by some people who pay like $20 a year for hosting, but they want to rank something better, right? And whenever you have a website, you have uh, some errors and you make the recommendation, hey, move to a premium hosting. And all of a sudden, 80% of those errors magically disappears, right? <laughs> Your expertise as well. Uh, it's important to have the green light and you always strive to make uh, your website load faster and so on but we need to remember what's the goal right every campaign and that happens at the beginning of uh, your collaboration with the client you'll need to uh, ask him that question what do you want to achieve most of them will say i want to make more money through my website that's simple right so more business Mm -hmm. more growth that means also measuring right when you place a measuring tag although it's Facebook, right? Retargeting, analytics, those, for example, slow down the website. So you can tell him, okay, we can uh, remove that tag and gain uh, 10%, uh, uh, gain our page 10%. The downside is that we won't be able to report on how many people click that and so on. Obviously, I'm giving a general broad example, but uh, I hope that makes sense. So it is important, but the goals that you set up at the beginning Mm -hmm. are... I won't say more important, but we work towards that. And obviously, we're giving extreme examples right now. It's not like we're going to break the site or simply uh, do something just because the client wants or not. Uh, we're going to disregard the other aspects as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's talk about uh, UX. Uh, you know, it's interesting that I think UX um, uh, is on the first stage. And then we can check out the technical errors because, you know, if your UX is bad, uh, and uh, that means when you uh, redesign, create new content, you can get new technical errors. So for me, it's better to fix UX in the first place. Can you tell how to uh, analyze uh, and provide UX audit for, for a new website, uh, where to pay more attention, uh, or uh, probably you have some checklist how to check out UX? Uh, not can or will. Definitely. I never encounter any new transition, new website redesign or migration or anything mm-hmm. without 10 years, 10 years or so more than 10 years already. And all of them had errors. The idea is for you to be there, to be aware of these things and go and fix. User experience starts how I approach is by actually trying to be a user and being in SEO. Um, it's been hard to picture myself as a user because I always look for Okay, why is this website ranking? What's the title tag? What's the description? And so on. I don't see it as a user. Yet again, I do this effort, right? So first, that's why it's called experience. I go simply browse the website, click. Do I find the right information where I where uh, that information is supposed to be, right? Is the blog page, for example, I'm looking to see do they have a blog page? Is it in the menu? Is it the navigation? You might find that uh, natural yet again you'll see many websites that don't have that right or about page is listed somewhere else than in the navigation uh maybe i want to read maybe i want to learn about the company and who am i about to call right uh, maybe they need to come into my house and fix something you know for my um 
page. So when I go there and see, okay, uh, do they have an image? Do they seem like nice people? And all those things, right? Those are important. This is how some users actually behave. That's why I'm talking about user experience uh, when I say that, you know, actually create a good experience and to deliver people what they would expect from a service uh, or a product that you, you provide. That also is impacted by the technical errors, right? Because if your website is low or you have a pop-up that uh, push people away or even worse, that pop-up doesn't work or you have a chatbot on your site that you try to minimize, but it won't because of whatever conflict between whatever and you want to click something, but you can't right now, you know, or all those uh, um, other uh, metrics from the core web vitals that Google puts more, more um, accent for the past couple of years, you know? That mm -hmm. consists overall on the user experience. And I believe that's what uh, Google, the search engine, and all the algorithm upgrades are looking for as well. As well on that more, plus the million other things that they're looking for when they rank a website. Mm -hmm. uh, can you explain uh, uh, how to create content for a human and optimize for search engine from your perspective or experience? Uh, you simply uh, create the content that you would like to uh, find. Uh, obviously, I'm not searching mm -hmm. for all the answers I'm uh, giving or consulting my clients, but I'm doing my own research, right? I uh, just um, recently searched for something in regards to connecting my uh, my um, headphones to Windows or something like that, right? So I'm looking for that specific answer, very intentional from a user standpoint. I was, uh, obviously, we as SEOs forced a little bit the content, right? We always add maybe an extra keyword or change, tweak the word, the words between a sentence just for the, for the, um, and obviously it's been obsolete that practice, but still it's in there and maybe uh, many times it's my first impulse. Always, and I tell my clients uh, and the people I consult with, always talk to the people always try to provide the uh, information, try to reflect on your website, the best, your business, right? If you have a special tone or a special voice or a special way of delivering content, then try to reflect that uh, on uh, your website. Why is that? Because uh, as we know, the search engine becomes more and more, I won't say human, but becomes more aware of these things. And I have seen this accelerating for the past year or so since we have seen in the pandemic i believe the surf uh, has changed significantly obviously being more dynamic seeing different types of results more local more videos right more um, uh, different other uh, results that we were used to and at accelerating rates but also seeing that they deliver more of the results that i was actually looking for and even let's say i was looking for something and i got a feature snippet Sometimes I get that information, but sometimes I need to go and click to see actually, is this a trusted source and so on. And I find that those sources become more and more relevant and have been for the past couple of years and mm -hmm. a, a couple of months, actually. And I believe you have uh, noticed this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I agree with you. Uh, it, yeah. Uh, because, you know, uh, Google cares about people. So robots uh, can serve 
people. Uh, when you create content for search engines, ignoring people, you can't get high results. That's why I usually tell my clients, create content for a human and forget about the search engine. Just forget. Mm -hmm. uh, no Google, no Bing, no any other social media. Uh, just create content for a human. Then you can optimize for search engines when you have content, when you have this draft. Uh, just uh, to add keywords uh, in your title, description, uh, uh, probably in H1 uh, or subheadings, you can do it to create the structure, but when you have content for a human. So yeah, I love yeah, it. Of course. Of course uh, can you, yeah, can you tell more about uh, meta optimization? Uh, how to uh, create meta that will give a strong reason to click to your content on this uh, top 10 results? Here, everybody needs to put his creative uh, hat. Now, Google as we have uh, heard, chose to sh display different title tags and meta descriptions for the past. They always uh, display different than the one the website provided. But for the past, I believe, a year or so, they have chosen more to show more and more what they believe uh, it should be featured there and with some errors. It's a, uh, as said previously, titles and metas I look at them as an ongoing opportunity to improve and to see what works. Depending on the service and the product that you're offering, depending the intent and that's a, that the page was created for, right? If it's a shop page, we kind of like know what they want to do. They want, you need to reflect that comment shop here. You know, maybe that's a discount. If it's an informational page, write a blog post about uh, some type of, um, I don't know, uh, whatever it is right you want people uh, to say click here and read more you know you want to bring them to your website if there's a service page you want them to uh, contact you to, to learn more and to call you for that specific service mm -hmm. how it's you mm -hmm. sorry uh, yeah it means you add a call to action uh, in the description call yes action. and it's also mm -hmm. important to uh, because even the service uh, result pages are uh, becoming more and more localized also to address the people in your location obviously there's a general template that everybody uses but if there's something uh, that you know can be very specific tied to your specific location try to incorporate that specific language okay we're located near the intersection of this and that but if that intersection actually is named differently or it's across the seat where an old famous restaurant was it or something like that especially places in europe and stuff like that i believe and i have seen this for myself first moving the needle a little bit towards making me at least look more before clicking so mm -hmm. being aware of your audience, of your location, of your uh, everything else will be impactful. And I said, it's always good to uh, try to change things around, to try to experiment and see what works and then apply. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Uh, okay. Let's talk about uh, personalization. Can you tell how to personalize content? Because uh, you mentioned uh, a few times that you need to create content uh, for a human. Yeah. Uh, that we need to create content uh, by learning customers, uh, users. Can you tell how to personalize content uh, today? Because, you know, when I check out the top 10 results, I can see how my competitors personalize content, but they probably have a different unique selling proposition. I need to highlight mine. Can you tell more about that? That's probably a, a conversation you should have with the client or whoever you're working with, right? To mm -hmm. have at the beginning. 
when you set your KPIs. You also um, try to build the so-called persona, the buyer's persona, and to try to understand that. Obviously, competitor is a great resource for, uh, I don't know, I won't call it inspiration, but you know, you'll see what's working. You type in your keyword or your main phrase that you will like to get results. You see what they're doing and try to adapt, mimic, and always improve. And there's a popular uh, formula right now, 10x, right? So try to uh, make it 10 times better than, than your competitor and you'll have a uh, chance. As in personalization, again, any campaign um, is an, something ongoing and every now and then you have a you should have some meetings with the stakeholders either it's a client or somebody from their team or a dedicated person that actually works and is there uh, in the in the company they can provide you with valuable information and valuable insights right now we have the tools right and they give us a volume they give us intent they give us many many things right but it might be sometime until they uh, show up some results that that person uh, from there, from the shop, from the customer service department can give you right away. Hey, for the past 10 days, we've seen an, more, an interest in this product. I don't know why, you know, maybe there's a competitor runs a similar campaign, you know, that drives everybody's sales up, you know, or they've seen something or uh, I don't know. Uh, I had this uh, in a couple of years back, uh, some actor uh, was wearing some nice shades, right? And all of a sudden, after they see the movie, the sales have jumped, right? That mm -hmm. type of information, so the communi constant communication within the stakeholders can help you better deliver a personalized message. And of course, location, 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 it's important, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Serve your customers, your audience surround you, and you know best, you as a uh, client knows best. Now you as an SEO should have this conversation and constant communication with the client and try to tweak and reflect and personalize uh, the content based on the so-called personas, the buyer's personas or um, app customer avatars. Every company calls them differently, but it's somewhere defined that. And even if it's uh, just very broad and not going to very specific, but at least having an idea of who, who your uh, target audience is, it's an important mm -hmm. step, not just for paid advertising, but also for organic results. Mm -hmm. Love it. Uh, okay, let's get back uh, to the user experience. Uh, I want to know more about uh, simplicity. Can you tell how to simplify content? Because, for example, uh, I often see when webmasters are trying to sell almost all their products from homepage, you know, <laughs> they submit uh, catalogs, uh, many uh, goods. But, you know, when I check out Apple, uh many other websites it's simple you know i can see only one iphone on the first screen you know if i scroll down i can see another iphone you know i don't have uh, the left side the right side i just have in the center iphone and uh, some message make difference and something like this can you tell how to simplify content when websites wanna sell actually they wanna sell but if they don't submit their products, they can't sell. Uh, what do you think about that? I haven't uh, worked on websites such as Apple.com <laughs> or Samsung and so on. <laughs> Obviously, branding is important as well. But mm -hmm. strictly referring to small to medium-sized businesses, the market that I'm serving most, um, again, it comes uh, from them. They know best who their client clients are and what they 
uh, are looking for, what are their pain points. There's a thing, right, that people don't look for a drill. They want to have a hole in the wall, right? So they might need the entire equipment. They just need that thing to be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, they know that. And again, communication, constant communication with your campaign manager can help you deliver uh, that so-called simplification. Obviously, we as SEOs have tried to create power pages and overall, technically, um, the homepage is the most powerful page on your website that passes link juice and so on. So historically, this is how we have built websites and brands and have uh, managed to rank uh, and outrank even bigger competitors by creating a solid uh, foundation of content. And I might say even exaggerating at many points. This has been done in the past right now. Uh, things are uh, becoming um, uh, more diverse in a sense that even the search engine, let's say 10 years ago, if you're looking for to replace a faucet, for example, Google will give you results such as, okay, here's a plumber. You go ahead and find it. But right now you'll see the faucet repair page. I'm just giving a very extreme example general, but you know, uh, the search results have become more and more aware. And even for very specific uh, topics and subtopics, very niche, uh, you'll find uh, the so-called simplicity. And it's not just, uh, when I say content, I mean also the design, I'm referring to the entire experience, right? Because people are looking for also uh, information, but also uh, visual plays a big part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. Okay, uh, let's uh, talk about link building. Can you tell how link to uh, provide link building audit? <laughs> because you know, I know it's the most complex part of SEO, but uh, uh, I don't know, it's uh, really hard to find uh, websites that rank well without links, they need to have it. So uh, from your perspective, how to uh, provide link building audit and uh, to find the right strategy? Well, uh, links have been detrimental in uh, ranking on Google. It's in their first, uh, in their algorithm, right, where they started with the search engine and still plays a very uh, significant role. That's why still uh, we mentioned in the last uh, meeting some calls, that's why still PBNs and many link building techniques still work and still relevant because at the end of the day, Google, although it's becoming more and more intelligent and smarter and deliver base, uh, better results, he uh, it <laughs> works uh, on very specific uh, algorithms, right, the detrimental, and links can influence that. Obviously, there's a grading to those links as well through some tools, including the ones from Google, Google search engines, but also the other one, most popular ones. You can have a map of what's linking back to your website uh, and what links you should recommend your clients acquiring, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, It depends. Link building uh, is just one part of a very important part of the three leg stool uh, like a three-legged chair that SEO consists of, right? Uh, you have the links, uh, the authority and overall the user experience and uh, the content itself that you to um, deliver. So um, again, uh, it's not an easy job, but uh, you one place to start is uh, try to find find and determine if there are any backlinks that uh, actually harm your website. Google has become extremely uh, good at uh, not considering uh, all the junk uh, websites mm-hmm. that link to you, which by the way, many people have a, a don't know, but the website consists, a, I don't know how many percent of junk websites, right? 
we are familiar with uh, the websites that Google delivers us, but most of the websites are on the internet are hard junk, right? So Google has been able to determine and filter those out even for your websites. Every now and then there's still something um, something passing through that can harm and or damage your website. That's why I believe they still have that disavow tool. It's not probably as important as it was probably a couple of years back when all the, uh, you could, you know, uh, bring your competitor down by spamming him with a lot of links and so on. But it's still there. So maybe I think there's still a reason because something's might go. So I will start with that. And if there's a budget, link building is, uh, not an easy and not a cheap uh, part of the SEO good links, of course, right? Not the fifty dollar mm -hmm. for one thousand links from uh, any vendor that and you and I probably get millions of emails yeah, from those type of um, people mm -hmm. that provide this so-called service. But getting acquiring good links uh, do come at a cost, you know, and not just the money, but also uh, the reason why you know getting yourself out there. But starting with the uh, I uh, audit of what currently ranks and if there's an opportunity to, if there's anything that harms you, uh, that's a way to to start. And also see if there's a good opportunities to get them right away. You know, obviously competitors are a good place to start with. Mm -hmm. Who are they linking to them? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Love Who it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have the question about uh, the future of SEO. What kind of future can you predict? Forecast this future because you know we can see that uh, uh, new search engines are coming. For example, Yep from Ahrefs. Uh, Apple promised to uh, share search engine. We don't know how it will be look. Uh, yeah, I think uh, Apple can surprise us <laughs> probably. But uh, for me, it's really hard to compete with Google, even if your name is Apple because <laughs> it's Google. You know, we have this habit. It's hard to change habits. And we can see that Bing can't uh, overcome Apple that go even decreasing today. Uh, can you tell about the future? Because it's not only about search engines. We uh, have many other stuff that will become like uh, Metaverse, uh, Web 3.0. Yeah, what do you think about the future? <laughs> Good. Uh, I uh, I don't have my crystal ball with me right now. <laughs> um, I'm not the one who said this first, but um, I don't remember who said it, but he made a solid point. Search for Apple is already there. Uh, think about Siri. Hey, Siri, what time it is in... Um, whatever or how much is that one or is that shop still open so that's still search right it's just that we're doing differently i believe that it will become more and more diversified obviously the um, technology will evolve and they'll be able to probably give you the results even before you start typing in already you see a lot of results typing but the way we are used to type in go somewhere and actually typing in uh, might change there has been uh, some uh, conversations and some art interesting articles I read lately about uh, TikTok being used as a search engine and up to a point it is, right? It depends on what you see. Uh, YouTube is the second most uh, popular search engine. Uh, Pinterest in itself, it's a search engine that's very popular. For example, in graphic designers, all of your graphic designers will probably, uh, when you have a conversation with them, will send you a Pinterest um, interest uh, link for examples or take sources of inspiration right so again people have questions and uh, we need to find the platform to deliver them answer and again we talk about google but 
uh, we're talking about the North America market and probably Europe and some other countries, but there are other places with billions of people where Google is not uh, the main dominant um, uh, mm -hmm. search engine, or maybe they're not even present. So more mm -hmm. diversification, more specific results. And uh, I do believe that Apple at one point will uh, give us a search engine similar to Google, not just the Siri and not all of uh, the other technologies incorporated, but having an actual um, uh, search engine in there. But we have seen, and you mentioned Ahrefs, uh, Brave, it's a, a, a search engine uh, that I found myself using more and more. I'm using Brave browser. So uh, also the search results in interesting. For example, I like very much that for mo most of the queries, you'll find three organic results and then Reddit subtopics right from the search engine result page itself right so that's an interesting approach you have the official the so-called official results but also you can easily see what people are talking right so that implies a different layer of knowledge uh, that they uh, um, understand the user have already mm -hmm. so yeah the wow. future i see it as dynamic i'm looking forward to it but uh, I can't make prediction, but I do believe Apple will deliver a search uh, engine by itself because it's unlikely they have uh, such a big market, especially in North America. They have uh, in America, for example, in USA, most people have uh, iPhones, right? You have uh, uh, everybody who uses a Mac. Most people have um, Safari as the browser, right? So they already have the hardware. So it's just a matter of minutes to actually force that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I want to see how Apple can tell Google, you know, I don't need your uh, 15 billion dollars uh, to be default search engine in Safari. <laughs> I don't need this 15 billion dollars. You know, it's like 10% of all Google revenue. You know, it's a lot, by the way, you know. Uh, so we will see. <laughs> it's interesting to check out. That's, that's uh, the beauty of competition, I guess. You know, and that's yeah. what strives both companies to create uh, uh, better services for their users, you know, because they want them on their platform. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but but that's good. It's much better news for us, you know, users. We'll have, <laughs> for, and for us is, as SEOs, right? Because theoretically, yeah. we should have uh, more possibility to get more business for our, uh, for our uh, services. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, Emmanuel, it's a big pleasure to get again on my show. You know, you always share valuable insights. Uh, tell our audience how they can reach out to you, learn more about you, follow you. Thank you so much, uh, Anatoly. Always a pleasure to be a guest. Uh, my website is emmanuelp.com, uh, as you see here on the screen. So E-M-A-N-U-E-L-P.com. And from there, you have a contact form. You have uh, links to my social media, Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, uh, TikTok, which I find myself spending more and more time and also trying to create content. It's highly ad addictive. I uh, always ask myself, how did we let TikTok happen? But here again, is there. Uh, and yeah, feel free to reach out, to give a shout out, say hi, send me an email, and most likely I'll announce there when the course will be ready i predict towards the end of the year because even uh, you know it, it is a work and it's the first course that i'm actually creating so there's a learning curve that i need to address but i'll i'll let you know and maybe probably will uh, will let your audience know as well mm -hmm. okay guys i will i will uh a big pleasure you know guys you can find all these links in the description below listen us on apple google spotify thanks again for your time you know always welcome back you know to share more valuable insights about seo i think you know when seo uh has 
such specialists like you. That means we have a shiny future. I, I, I'm not good with prediction, but I believe in that because uh, when people are passionate about that, that results will come. Okay, guys, love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.